Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers and welcome to Popcorn where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And there's an extraordinary movie out there now called Beatrice at Dinner uh, in which Selma Hayek is giving, I think, one of the best performances of her career. So you should just even stop listening to me and just go out and see it. No. That's, <laughs> no, that's how I feel that's when it's tell me about the movie. Just go just watch go, it. Just go and watch it. We won't do it, but we are going to talk about it. And Salma, it is great to have you on the show. Oh, great. I'm very honored to be here with you, Peter. Thank you for the invitation. And, you know, people make movies all the time. Some you love, some you don't love so much, and some you take to heart. And I'm guessing that you took Beatrice to heart. So important in, for me in so many different ways. It, it's probably my favorite film. Of, I mean, free, it's hard because Frida I produced. It was eight years. It, it means so much to me. And it was pretty great. It was pretty great. Yeah. Um, but this, this film is so special. It's so special. And if I hadn't done it, it would be one of my favorite films of all times, too. And I probably would have wished I had done it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Just be jealous. Oh, just be, How yeah. did they give that Green to Green with envy for the first time ever. <laughs> I've been <laughs> devastated. <laughs> Say no. So let, could you just set up for people who haven't seen it yet what's going on in this movie yes. and who you play? I play uh, Beatrice. And Beatrice is a holistic healer who um, goes to a house to give a massage to some clients that are almost like family because she treats the daughter of the owner of the family when she's dying of cancer and I really help out. Mm -hmm. So I have this, you know, re reoccurring client once a week. And this time something happens that um, I get stuck in a dinner that they're having and this is very wealthy people that are very powerful, successful, very well dressed. And Beatrice is going to have this night dinner with them and their very important guests. And she's not uh, dressed like them and she's not. No, look at you. You're dressed in like jeans. And not even. Terrible not pants even and the thing, no makeup. God. But you know, what I love about the character is that the character has no complex. Mm -hmm. Um, she's honored that she's there. She didn't want to inconvenience anyone. And then the, the dinner starts getting challenging. And um, she has no, no, she doesn't look up to them. She's not impressed by them. But uh, at the same time, when they start being themselves, which is so different than her philosophy, she's, uh, she has no judgment at the beginning. And... She goes through it with a lot of grace, and then it keeps getting stranger and stranger, and it turns into the dinner from hell. <laughs> the dinner from hell. For yes, them and me. Like yeah. Well, especially with the character that John Lithgow plays, you know, Doug Strutt, because he's a real estate baron. And your character is somebody that we see from the beginning especially with the animals. I love that that's how it began because not only is she holistic with her hands to heal people, but she loves, the, even the goat. She loves. She loves that goat. She loves and loves and loves. And the thing that she loves the most is nature and animals. Mm -hmm. But the character played by John Lithgow is so somebody who doesn't care 
not just about animals, but about nature, but about anything else. Nothing. Like He's a man with a cell phone of entitlement mm -hmm. that um, feels he's superior to everyone. He is sexist, racist. I promise I'm not describing the president of the United States. This well, is, this is the character. very much like this that. Is, this is actually uh, the character. He's a re real estate mogul. Mm -hmm. Still uh, sounds very much like <laughs> the president. I know. <laughs> uh, he's Take a hunter. He's a hunter. I and um, she, she realizes soon that all his pleasures uh, are... are are somehow based on other people's suffering, even if he doesn't do it on purpose. That's the scary part of it, that mm -hmm. he doesn't do it on purpose. Mm -hmm. He just thinks it's, he's entitled, the word he's you use, to basically do that. So your character in the movie spends a lot of time, she's helped by a couple of glasses of wine, but she's just quietly observing this. But inside, inside, She's ready to explode. Yes. Until yes. she does. How difficult is that to play? Where basically you aren't contributing to the dialogue. You're just watching what's happening. You know, Peter, it was very easy. Because when, when you have a brilliant script mm -hmm. and a brilliant director and you are surrounded by such amazing actors... You just gotta listen and be present. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing because sometimes it's a lot harder when you do maybe something that doesn't look as sophisticated or something, mm -hmm. but it makes no sense, the character, you know? It, it, it's not thought out, it contradicts itself. It's, you're trying to make sense of the nonsense. Mm -hmm. But this character was very solid, so I, and we prepare for it and I spent a lot of time really understanding it with Miguel and we rehearsed for a week all the, all the actors and we shot it in three weeks. So it was almost kind of like theater. So it was just Nirvana. It was Nirvana for me. It's great that it's that because for some people it could be just so demanding and exhausting to do it. But you sound like you're exhilarated by it. I was exhilarated. And it, it was challenging in, in very unique ways. Uh, for example, uh, Miguel, th there were some times where I cried and I wanted to cry. And he says, you cannot cry. You cannot cry. Or you have to cry. Okay, I let you. I cry, but you, I cannot. You cannot move the face. If the tear comes out, I don't want you to move the face. And uh, and there was. He said he didn't want to know exactly what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So there was one time that we did one one take of a scene, and I am completely still, and he says to me. We have to go again. I knew exactly what you were thinking. <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> and I say, okay. And I'm thinking, but I didn't move a muscle. And, and he said, no, but I could see it in your eyes. Okay, let's go again. So we go again. And I thought I had tricked him. And he goes, God, now you're not thinking of anything. 
It was very freeing at the beginning when the camera was on me for so long, so close, and I was not about to move my face. <laughs> I was not allowed to move anything. I said, no one's going to see this movie. <laughs> no one's going to like this movie. <laughs> and I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. How I'm magnificent that I get to have this experience and learn so much and be in this movie. And I don't care if anybody goes. And I don't care if nobody likes it. Because also, I don't look my best. I have no makeup. They lit me very badly on purpose. They did, so but they I, can't really no, no, take away. No, 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 no. And I didn't care. It's also freeing. I didn't have to look good. Nobody has any expectations of how I'm going to look on the next scene. It was, there was such a sense of freedom. No, and for the whole three weeks, you're wearing the same outfit. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. No, it was, they changed it, but it looked the same, but there were different versions. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to think I was dirty. But, you know, when I saw the movie... And everybody, he said, everybody's going crazy for the movie. Everybody's going crazy. And I started hearing the reaction. I go, wow, that's, I didn't expect that. The strange thing for me is that I was not moving my face, but it would transform. It was a different face. Mm-hmm. Every take. It's kind of like an internal transformation. And, and sometimes it's grotesque almost. My face, like faces I've never seen. <laughs> He's know. such a brilliant director. And it turns out the movie, it's incredibly entertaining. He keeps the tension. It's very, very funny. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it makes you, it's done so subtly. It's very subtle. But the reaction of the audience, it's not subtle. It's a roller coaster. I said to you before we were on that, because I know John Lithgow, that he's the sweetest man on earth. And he's playing this person who is, um, you know, shooting endangered species, animals, and basically knowing that he can crush you if he wanted to. But you know what? What I love about the film is that his arguments are very smart. There is a logic to what he does. It's not a caricature of some you know, crazy guy that's completely unconscious about Mm -hmm. everything. He is very eloquent in explaining his opinion and his thought process. And it's not stupid the way he presents it. No, he's never stupid. He couldn't be that successful. No, no, no. So it's respectful of both sides. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of movies in my job. And there are very few that you take home with you. You're there for two hours and you're entertained or you're not, and then it's over. But this one, you take home with you, and, and you think through it again, what doing it. Because with you, in your own life, you're a movie star, you know? You are around people like this. You're married to a wealthy man. So you're seeing these people, like Beatrice sees, only really on the periphery of her life. Can you, as a person, speak your mind to whoever it is you meet? Oh, I've done some <laughs> real damage, Peter. What have you done? What have you done? I've confronted some people not that are laughing in a dinner conversation. <laughs> Everybody's laughing at something they said. Yeah. And I bring the party down because I go, no, no, no. This is not, it's not funny. To everybody laughing, I go, I'm sorry, this is not funny. Mm -hmm. And you can say it. And and I've gone after. 
some people that are not just, and sometimes I've also been the person who didn't have the courage to speak up and just smiled and let it fly. Mm -hmm. I've been both. But I have done some da social damage. I'm glad. I'm, I'm really glad to, happy to hear uh, that. You know, when you do it, you don't think about it. Then afterwards, you feel kind of bad. And then, like a year later, you go, yes, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's... But, but it does, it, you, you go back and forth. I won't be invited back to this place anymore, oh, yeah. but I don't care. It's funny. A couple of the times that I've done it, I've been invited back. You see the fear on their faces mm -hmm. and they behave differently, but it's strange. I think some of them kind of want you to call them up on, on their things. But did you grow up like this? I, I haven't asked you about this. It's the first time that we've met or talked. But growing up in Mexico, were you that independent little girl? Did you speak your mind as a child? I was uh, some... Sometimes not, sometimes very quiet. But my God, was it all in my head? Did I have that clear monologue going on and <laughs> so on, it was and going on, on and on? Did I was observing? It was blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes I did, I did. And, and it was very strange because I remember a couple of times people commenting on, on me going at, at someone and it was not a little girl crying and screaming. My voice would drop, and I was very clear, not going on his no screaming. No screaming. But there was an intensity, and my head goes very clear. And I have to be careful, because I can study some... I, I can... It's worse sometimes what I... Some truth can be so aggressive. I guess that it's it's worse than somebody screaming and, and being hysterical. Holding it in could be worse. But I don't hold it in. It I just organize it mm -hmm. and I and stream then. it without going like this. And it's really like uh, the energy is not spreading in, in a, it goes zoom and it, 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 it's scary. It's it's strange too because when you're a child, you know you're looking at the world. Your parents are helping you define what it is, but then you get to have your own opinions of things. And your parents could decide, and they say, Salma, don't say that. You know, you can't really do that. Or you're encouraged to bring out what you feel. I think I just confused them, Peter. You were confusing them. You're yeah. raising a daughter now. So yes. are, you, are you saying to her, I, I no, want I don't to... have to. I don't have to say to her. She, she, she just does Oh, yeah, she, she's a bit... <laughs> but I would do things like, I say... I need to leave this town at 10, at 11. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to study here. I want to go abroad. I want to learn other things and see other people. I don't want to stay here. I don't know anybody in here that I want to be like. And I, 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 I feel like I need to be somewhere else. I'm done here. And they're, they're like, yeah, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> well, well, when you grow older, da, da, da. So there was a girl studying in the United States. And uh, I told them two, three times, and they didn't. So I went and I asked her if I could have the address and the name correctly of the, the girl that was... I went to her parents. She was much older than me because I wanted to write her a letter. They thought it was cute. Mm -hmm. And so instead I wrote a letter 
it was a Catholic uh, boarding school and mm -hmm. to the superior, to the mother superior, pretending to be my mother, asking for the application. <laughs> they sent the application. Sure, they did, yeah. I, you know, confiscated the mail. I was accepted. I filled it up. I got accepted. And then I went to my parents and said, I want to go here and I will do my very best and thrive. Or you keep me hostage here and I will fail every single subject. <laughs> See, look at you're giving them no choice. I you're was trouble. I can tell. You know, uh, so you were it trouble was not, from the beginning. You know, it was not like I was speaking my mind about other things. I, I, it well, it we, was confusing for my parents. Your life, to me, is so fascinating, you know, and they're insisting that you go that I can't have you here all day. It's just so wrong, you know, because Please I haven't even scratched the surface I of know, this. and there's other things I want to there's tell so you about There's so many other movie. things, and yet other people oh want God, you. I feel like you're like my Mexican cousin, and <laughs> we haven't seen each other for, for so long. long and now and this is just so I have terrible. so much to catch up on. But anyway, this show ends, and that's what I have to do. It's ended always in song. Is that the song? You remember this? I do, of course. Because it's over. I thought I'd get something in Spanish. You couldn't do that. I didn't know it was a, really you were really going to make me sing. I don't make I mean, what is your make? Do you know any songs in Spanish? I don't really. I Not mean, one. Now I can only think of. See, I can't think of anything else now. What about besame? Besame. Besame mucho. Como si fuera esta noche. I should I should drink the water before I start singing. It was sounding pretty damn good. Well, yeah, I don't think you'd even need the water. Besame, besame mucho. Como si fuera esta noche. La última vez, besame, besame mucho, que tengo miedo a tenerte y perderte después. Oh, oh my, my goodness, Here, you sleep. get the award. Uh, thank There you. it is, it's yours. Thank Tell you. Hayek, everybody. They're all applauding at home. Oh